She said, son, memorize as many of the hymns in the hymn book as you can. They'll do more for your own heart. They'll do more for you in your preaching. You want a story or an illustration, you'll find it in the, in the books, in the Bible. This is the Worship Circle Podcast. Hi, this is Todd Fields, and you're listening to Episode 9 of the Worship Circle Podcast. And if you're listening in the calendar year, you've just finished Thanksgiving. We're coming on the back end of that. We hope you had a great time remembering with your family, giving thanks for all that God's done. And um, don't know what your year's been like, but there's a lot to be thankful for, even in the midst of the valleys, even in the midst of pain and heartache. We have a God who holds us, who's with us, who loves us like crazy. And we just want to remind you of that. I tried my hand at frying a turkey for the first time this year. I don't know what you did to your bird, but um, some people... Put them on a smoker, like a big green egg or something like that, and try to smoke them. Some people do the you know, traditional, I'm going to put my turkey in the oven. But I bought a turkey fryer, and it wasn't one of the propane ones. My wife Carrie and I went up to the mountains to see her mom with our sons Chandler, Carter, Connor, and Colin. And we had a blast. But we had an electric turkey fryer. We put it in the driveway. And all was going according to plan. It was really going to be a special time. It was the first fried turkey we would have ever had. But. The thermometer I used was a old-fashioned one with a dial, and for some reason, the thermometer temperature got stuck, so every time I would check it, it was not moving. <laughs> and as, you know, more time went by than needed to go by, I eventually tapped it, and it went way up past the done side. So it turned out looking a little bit like the Griswold turkey that you've seen on Christmas vacation. It wasn't quite that dry, but it wasn't quite that uh, right either. So we hope you have stories to tell and just had a fun time. And probably right now for many of us listening, if we're in church world, this is the most wonderful time of the year and the most crazy time of the year. And we just want to remind you that as you're planning your sets, as you're rehearsing your Christmas music, trying to figure out, hey, which choruses do we do? Which Christmas songs do we do? Then in the midst of all that craziness, you don't forget to uh, rest in the knowledge that God loves you. He's got you right where he is and that we don't miss the season, um, just all the busyness and hecticness. We don't miss him in the season because he's there for us. And we like to say this every time on every episode, our purpose is that you would know that you're loved by God and that you're not alone in what you do. Um, it's It's the gospel, really. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, And that's what we're about, the love of God. So we want to remind you that he loves you, remind you that as your brothers and sisters, we stand with you and we love you. And we also want to remind you that you're not alone. As you listen to these, there's a group of coaches, Jeremy Riddle, Meredith Andrews, Kim Walker-Smith, Christy Knuckles, Paul Balash, and myself. And we all have online small groups. And we've got a community right now of 50 leaders, and we're walking, doing life together online from all over the country even all over the world, and it's awesome to see what God does when we just get together to encourage each other, to learn, to grow in our identity in Christ, to sharpen each other in our skills, and just to remember that we're not alone in this thing we do called life and in our leadership as worship leaders. If you've never heard of Worship Circle or you're just jumping in, this is the first podcast you've checked out. We have a summit coming up February 27th next year. 
2018 from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. This is a, a place where you can test out Worship Circle. You can literally sign up, worshipcircle.com forward slash summit. You can sign up, check it out, jump in with a bunch of leaders like yourself. You'll be online live with all of our coaches. You'll be able to act, ask questions, interact with friends and brothers and sisters just like you. So we want to encourage you to check that out. We also want to remind you to go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And also follow us on social media at, uh, it's at Worship Circle on Instagram and it's at My Worship Circle on Facebook. Do that now so you'll be sure to keep up with all the goodness we're dropping. We're dropping encouraging content week after week, day after day, just to encourage you in your journey and as we all learn and grow in what it's like to follow Christ with all of our life, a life of worship, a life of surrender to him day in, day out, week after week. So... Today, as you listen, I'm so excited because I've been wanting to let you guys hear this interview for a long time. It's extremely special to myself and my wife, Carrie. Um, I was, gosh, I was probably mid-30s, maybe early 30s in my life and in my worship leading time. I was able to partner with the Billy Graham Association, and as a result of that, I did some crusades around the country with uh, Billy Graham and with his team, and if you've ever watched Billy on TV, if you saw him growing up, um, if you followed their ministry at all, um, there's a man named Cliff Barrows. Cliff led the music. He led the choir. He led the singing. He and George Beverly Shea worked together for years all over the world, literally, in front of thousands and thousands of people on television, in front of thousands and thousands of people all over the world, literally, on television and in person. London, Germany, everywhere. So Cliff actually went to be home with the Lord uh, this past year, and he's in the presence of his Savior now. But three years ago, I was doing a thing called Worship Rocket. We were creating content for worship leaders just like you, and my wife Carrie and I were able to sit down at the Billy Graham compound up in North Carolina. Um, Just a great group of awesome people up there. And we were able to sit down with Cliff and just really, I really wanted to say, Cliff, would you pass on, you've been leading music, worship, you've been leading songs. He actually has known hymn writers. (laughs) He and George Beverly Shea got to meet with some of the hymn writers that wrote great hymns. And he knew that we were working with people like Matt Redman and Chris Tomlin and others. And he knew that God was beginning to pull together Um, Even what you're listening to now, what would become Worship Circle. But Cliff was so kind. He and his wife, Ann, met Carrie and I and some of their team in the studio. And we did an interview. And we're going to air this in two parts. Today is part one. And we're going to give you part two. Now, I'll tell you this. Cliff was 93 at the time. He was pretty much blind. But he could still hear very well. Sharp as a tack. His mind was sharp. And he has story after story of just wisdom It'll make you laugh. Um, it'll be reminded of what it would be like if you envision yourself at the end of your journey after being faithful to God and giving your life to Jesus in worship as a, as a musician or as a song leader, what it might look like for you as well. But I want you to listen intently, and it's not um, some of the times he'll get into stories because he was 93 at the time. He'll get into some stories that you know may, may kind of jump around, but they're all just amazing because he's following the holy spirit he's just 
literally thinking, hey, what do I want to pass on to all these song leaders and church worship leaders is my last kind of gift to them. So love you, Cliff. We're going to see you one day. Love you, Bev Shea. Thank you guys so much for all that you did for the kingdom on the earth in your lifetime. And I just want to say, I don't know if they can hear me in heaven, but thank you both for bringing joy and music and Jesus through song for so many years to so many people, literally millions of people on the earth. So uh, this is Cliff Barrows. This is three years ago before he went home to be with Jesus. And he's going to pray over us. He's going to pray at the beginning and the end. And if you hang on for part two at the very end, we've got a special treat for you. But you're going to want to write down some of the things he says, and you're going to pick up a lot of gold that you will not get from someone who has not lived as long as him. So thank you, Cliff Barrows, for your life, for the legacy you've left. We love you, and we'll see you soon one day. Father, how we thank you for your presence today. Mm -hmm. We came in, the sky was dark, and Rain was coming down, but you were there, and I thank you for the joy of serving you mm-hmm. with this wonderful gang. What a privilege to be in the facility that's been dedicated mm-hmm. to you. Bless our dear Bill today. Mm-hmm. Encourage his heart. Help him to know that he's not alone, mm-hmm. that he'll soon be going home. Mm-hmm. And I pray that our hearts will reach out to him and embrace him through your loving presence in a special way. Now bless Todd and all that we do today and may we glorify you, give us guidance in our words, in the thoughts that we express. Thank you for your precious word. How we praise you. And we commit ourselves to you through Christ, our precious Lord. Mm-hmm. We humbly pray. Amen. 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 Well, I tell you, my emotions may get ahead of me, but if your eyes leak, your head won't swell. <laughs> 67 years ago, a young fire evangelist named Billy Graham started a crusade ministry, and he needed a song leader. And my next guest, Cliff Barrows, became that song leader. He said yes to the call. Hundreds of crusades later, tons of cities around the world, thousands of lives changed and impacted for the glory of God. Cliff Barrows, we are so glad to have you with us today. You paved the way for so many of us as song leaders and worship leaders, and I just thank you for giving us time. Well, thank you, Todd. I I think of so many people that went into my life mm-hmm. from the earliest days. Right. One of them was a man by the name of Homer Rode Haber. Okay. He was Billy Sunday's song leader. Mm-hmm. And uh, that began way back yonder, 90-some years ago. That's a long time. <laughs> and uh, Homer Rode Haber said to me one day, he said, the thing that goes the furthest to making life worthwhile that costs the least and does the most is just a cheery smile. Mm. A smile that blossoms from the heart amid the sunshine or the rain does so much to heal the hurt and take away the pain. Mm. So use the one designed for you Mm. 
Don't fail to let it start, for a smile is a gift we all can use when issued from the heart. And I just love that because Mm -hmm. Rhodey would come, we'd have him come to each crusade. That goes way back yonder. And uh, he'd come one time and his famous words to me were, let the people sing. Mm. Let the people sing. And uh, we tried to do it. He was a a great guy. You know, (laughs) he he lived at Rainbow Point Mm -hmm. at Winona Lake, Indiana. And his bedroom was on the the second floor. Mm -hmm. He built a slide out of his window with a big dip in it Mm -hmm. going down into the lake. Right. And he'd get up in the morning and throw a cup of water on it and then jump on the slide and he... He'd go down. That's where he'd wake up. That's awesome. Well, boy, I'm telling you. Cliff, tell us a little bit about, I know he impacted your life. Tell us a little bit about your mom and dad and maybe the impact that they had, what they gave you, what they instilled in you that that carried you all these years. My mama was the sweetest thing. Mm. I never heard her, Todd, say one mean, cross, unkind word. Never. Mm. I mean, I know she felt like it sometimes, <laughs> and she had her husband battle me at the time right. too. But uh, she was so dear. And, you know, she taught me something. Mm-hmm. She said, son, memorize as many of the hymns in the hymn book as you can. Wow. And, and David's Psalms mm-hmm. because... Um, They'll do more for your own heart. Mm. They'll do more for you in your preaching. Yeah. You want a story or an illustration, you'll find it in the in the books, in the Bible. Yeah. And my mother was so right. I tell you, I I just couldn't believe that she could be as sweet as she did living we lived in a country. Did you? <laughs> I was born in a country. That's good. And I like I liked the country. Mm-hmm. My dad was a farmer and a man who was trusted by people. Mm-hmm. And he he was a broker, actually, for a cannery. Oh, wow. And he'd go out to the fields and he'd look at the peaches when they were green on the tree or the almonds or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he'd look at them and he'd tell when they were ripe to pick and he'd buy the crop before it was ever produced. Wow. And the farmers trusted him so much said that uh, the, whatever Charlie said was that that's what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad was just an, one wonderful man. Mm-hmm. He had one passion mm-hmm. among many, but the passion was to be a Gideon, okay. a faithful Gideon, to wow. take the Bibles anywhere he could take them. Wow. And he did that. Wow. Had great sacrifice at great cost to his own health. And uh, yeah. I could tell you, I could tell you a great story about it. Yeah. You mind? No, go ahead. Well, he, one of his great, when he'd go to a country, mm-hmm. his great assignment was to meet with the Gideon camp. Okay. They met, you know, for prayer. Right. Every Saturday. And he was in Rangoon, China. Mm-hmm. He was a member of the Peace Corps. 
under Clinton or Johnson, one of them. Uh-huh. I think Clinton maybe of uh, no Kennedy okay. started the Peace Corps. But anyway, he went in and uh, he met with them, and there were two guys at the end of the table singing all the time. Wow. He they just kept singing. Yeah. And it bugged Dad. He just. <laughs> Why are they what, what, what are those guys singing? Why don't they be quiet? Yeah. And the, the head of the camp said, Charlie, it confuses the buggy. <laughs> they knew they were being bugged by the communists. Oh, wow. And I thought, boy, that's a great illustration. A... The song of the Lord will always confuse the buggy. Wow. It'll, be, it'll, <laughs> it'll confuse the devil. That's a great But... Uh, and that, of course, reminds me of my dear beloved friend that I miss so much, mm. my gentle giant, yeah. dear Bev. Yeah. Bev's favorite verse, he'd always sign it when mm-hmm. somebody asked him to sign it. It was, it was Psalm 28, 7. It was a 28, 1. Mm-hmm. What, well, it was, he said... The Lord is my strength and shield. Wow. My heart trusted in him, mm-hmm. and I am helped. Mm-hmm. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, mm-hmm. and with my song <laughs> I will praise him. And you know, Bev, he, he, yeah. could, he could write lyrics and yeah. songs, yeah. and he wrote, I will praise him in the morning. When the day is new and bright, mm. I'll praise him at the noontime when the sun is at its height. Mm. I will praise him in the evening when the sun is sinking low, and my prayer will then, and his love will then enfold me as in prayer to him I go. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. And his, his daughter wrote mm-hmm. the second verse. She said, I will praise him in the sunshine of my blessings every day. I will praise him in the shadows of the trials he sends my way. Mm -hmm. And when sorrows fill my mornings, I will think of joys to come. Mm -hmm. For I know he'll guide my future, Mm -hmm. and I'll praise his plan. Well done. Wow. And, of course, that read. That immediately brings me to the Word of God in Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, Mm -hmm. plans to prosper you Mm -hmm. and not to harm you, Mm -hmm. plans to give you a hope and a future. You know, you can't separate Mm. the Word of God from a worship leader's life. Wow. If you do... You're in trouble. Wow. And the greatest help to me has been the Psalms mm-hmm. that I've that I've memorized and the Word of God that I've memorized. Mm-hmm. But my dad, let me get back to that story about my dad. Yeah. Because I was the last one that spoke to him before he passed away. Mm-hmm. He was 89. Wow. And he was at a nursing home. And I walked down, the door was open. Mm-hmm. I said, hi. And he said, hi. He couldn't see. Okay. He had macular degeneration. 
he couldn't hear very well. Right. And uh, he said, he said, Cliff's coming to see me today. <laughs> I said, he is. He said, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you mind if I come in and ask you a few questions about Cliff? I'm doing an article on him, and I'd <laughs> like to... I'd like to ask you some questions. He said, yeah, come on in. So I came in, and he, I know he wasn't seeing me, and he didn't recognize my voice. Mm-hmm. So I pulled up the chair by the, by right. the bed, and uh, I said, uh, Mr. Barrows, what kind of a boy was Cliff? Was he a good boy? Did he behave? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, well, he better. He said, I'd have whipped him if he didn't. Mm. Well, I knew that's the truth. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, was he a good worker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, 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 did, he did all right. Well, I thought I was the best worker there you go. he had. But, uh, that's great. So I said, well, what did you and Mrs. Barrows want him to be? Mm. What do you want him to become? Mm-hmm. And without hesitation, he held up his hand. He had a big hand. Right. But he said, we want him to be a surgeon. Okay. A doctor. <laughs> and he said, he, we thought he'd make a good surgeon. And, and I knew that was true. And right. his mind was clear. Mm-hmm. Even though his long-term memory was gone, his short-term memory was all right. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, He's, they they encouraged me to take pre-med courses in high school mm-hmm. to go to the University of Berkeley mm-hmm. for the, to study medicine. Mm-hmm. And my aunt was going to pay for it. And um, I said, well, did he become, did he become a doctor? Mm-hmm. He said, no. No. I said, what did he become? He said, well, he leads the singing for Billy Graham, and he <laughs> preaches once in a while. I said, Dad. No, I didn't say Dad. I said, Mr. Barrows, you wanted him to be a surgeon. Wow. And he became a song leader. Yeah. Boy, there's quite a difference in that. Yeah. Occupation. He said, yeah. <laughs> He said, uh, well, I, I said, well, were you discouraged? Mm-hmm. Were you disappointed? Mm-hmm. He waited about 15 seconds. That's a long time. That's a long time. And he said, then all of a sudden, a smile broke across his mouth. He said, no. Wow. He had to do the will of God. Wow. I said, Dad, this is Cliff. I reached over, I put my arm around him. He said, you rascal, you tricked me. (laughs) I said, well, I didn't mean to trick you, but Mm. I wanted you to know. That's powerful. That you put God's will for your child Mm -hmm. before the the Lord. And Mm -hmm. you wanted the Lord's will to be done. And I said, Dad, I want to do that for my kids. Wow. I want to honor them. I learned that from my dad. That's powerful, Cliff. And I 
I'm so thankful, yeah. God. And you know, that has to happen with any effective worship leader. Wow. You've got to put God's will for your life first. I'm so glad that you weren't a surgeon. Well, and you know, I well, mean, maybe, maybe some ways we can be called if we're used by the Spirit of God. Yeah, we can be a spiritual surgeon. Absolutely, but I'm glad that you said yes to God's call on your life, because by doing that, you, through song and through music and through just love for Jesus, infiltrated thousands of homes. You are in front of thousands of people, and uh, I don't know how many thousands of people would say. I came to Jesus because I was at a crusade with the Billy Graham team, and they heard you singing, they heard Bev singing, they heard a powerful, simple message of the gospel from Billy. What was it like, Cliff? I remember when I was involved for a few crusades, you heard Just As I Am, you know, night after night, but there's something about that moment where that many thousands of people in the choir are singing and people are responding to the power of this simple message, but the power of God. What was that like night after night? It was night after night. It was a, it was an invitation for me. Yeah. Tom knows. He's sat there many times. and That's Tom Bledsoe, my right. dear partner. I want to say something about him a little mm -hmm. bit, but he... He knows what it meant to us. Right. But that worried Billy because we went to London go when when God uh, laid a nation on Billy's heart, he laid the United Kingdom, London. We went there in 1954 54. for meetings in Herringay. Mm -hmm. They were scheduled for about uh, three weeks Mm -hmm. But we went 12 weeks. Wow. And we were going to come back in, in 12 years later to Earl's Court mm -hmm. for another meeting. And reporters that weren't in that first one had done some research, and they came up and said it was the emotion of Just As I Am that brought people forward. Wow. And that bothered Billy. Okay. Because we knew that it was the Spirit of God. Absolutely. He called me. He was up in Asheville, just a few miles from here. Mm -hmm. About a week before we were going, he said, Cliff, let's be ready not to sing just as I am. Mm. Let's don't let Ted or Don play it on the organ. Let's believe God to do his work. Wow. And see what he will do. Okay. So... He preached that first night at Earl's Court. That was in 1996. And God anointed his preaching, and he mm. poured out his heart on the, to the people. Wow. Then he quoted Joshua. Uh -huh. Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. And then he said, I want you to, if you'll choose Christ today, there's a choice you've mm -hmm. got to make. Yeah. Bill was so good at that. Wow. And uh, he said, we're not going to have any music tonight. <laughs> okay. I want you to get up out of your seat. Right. Come to the center aisle 
and come down to the front, and I'm going to talk to you, pray with you, wow. and give you some helps that will mm-hmm. strengthen you in your Christian life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd already cued the choir and cued Ted and John not to make a note mm-hmm. on the piano or the organ okay. or the choir to sing. Just pray. Just pray. Bill stood back and prayed. All of a sudden, a seat squeaked over there, then one over here, Mm. then one over here. Pretty soon, hundreds of people were getting up out of their place, coming down to the center aisle and walking down that floor. It was a, they'd laid a wood floor down because it was uh, where the queen reviewed the trooping of the colors Mm -hmm. and they had horses, so they had to cover the dirt. They came down and um, all you heard was a shuffling mm-hmm. on the floor, or the heels on the floor. Right. And those reporters were saying at the end, we went 31 <laughs> days. 31 days. Todd, we didn't have just as I am for, for 31, 31 days. days. And these guys were saying, give us back just as I am. <laughs> the silence is killing us. Oh, no. <laughs> And, oh, my, how God poured out his love. That's powerful. And, um, but we chose, Billy chose Just As I Am Mm -hmm. because that was a song they sang when he responded under Mordecai Ham. Mm -hmm. There were two invitation songs we used. We used Just As I Am and then Almost Persuaded. Wow. We didn't use that as much because people were coming and, End of the new one, just as I am, was sung. Mm. But um, we like just as I am, and I did because I said it each time. Lord, I come again today. Mm -hmm. I've been here leading the music, Mm -hmm. but I need to come to you in new repentance and new confession. And that has to be the heart of a worship leader. Yeah. You know, there has to be that willingness to come just as you are mm-hmm. and not have any sense of narcissism, narcissistic celebration. Right. You know, a worship leader can be a pretty important person, yeah. especially one around the, uh, the yeah. uh, days of the year that are... Christmas or right. Thanksgiving, everybody's calling on you. Mm-hmm. Boy, you got, you wish you could multiply yourself, <laughs> and it gets tiring and weary. Mm. But I love, uh, I love these verses. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, mm. that I may know how to speak a word in season mm-hmm. to those who are weary. And then he goes on to say, every morning you waketh me with the morning after morning. Mm -hmm. And every morning you wake my ear that I may hear the tongue of the learned. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that make a good life verse. That's great. The tongue of the learned. Right. You know, wanting to understand... And hear the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. 
we don't take time. Mm. And and Todd, that takes time. And, uh, that takes time. Mm-hmm. I I've got the most wonderful woman in the world who's my <laughs> wife. Yeah. And I want to tell you this. Yes. No worship leader is more effective, any more effective in his relationship mm. with a congregation than he is with his own wife. That's powerful, Claire. He really, he, he really had. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you have any advice you could give us? I sure. You've, you've been successfully married for many more years than we have, and I'd love to just hear a few well, things that you've learned along your journey that you could share with us. I, I said, you know, Bev, Bev's first wife, Irma, passed mm-hmm. away years ago. Mm-hmm. And my late wife, Billy, her name was Billy. Right. I always called her my Billy. <laughs> okay. And I always called Billy Graham Bill. Okay. Because I never got it mixed up, but I didn't want anybody <laughs> to get it mixed up. That's great. But uh, you know, there's a little, there's a little cup that I'd like to give you. Yeah. Uh, the nest is all quiet. Mm. The fledglings have flown. No hot rods are parked in the drive. <laughs> no quarreling daughters contend for the phone. <laughs> no infant voices wake us at five. The time we had dreaded has finally come. Uh, Our house is an empty shell. mm. Now, ask me the question that bothers you, chum. How do we like it? Swell. I love that. We we like to be alone together. Mm -hmm. Alone together. Mm -hmm. Oh. What's the secret of a happy marriage? Your time with the Lord together. Mm. Ours begins at four o'clock in the morning. That's early. Can That's you great. believe that? Yeah. But and it's like clockwork. Mm-hmm. It did this morning, <laughs> and I, of course, I'd been awake half the night thinking what I was going to talk with you okay. about. <laughs> but uh, we listen to some of the radio preachers. Mm-hmm. And boy, they really get to us. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about what we've listened to. Good. And she'll be sharing something that's happened to her mm. and what we're going to do that day. And then we have prayer together. Wow. We pray together. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dell, uh, Dale Evans used to say, the primary. The family that prays together stays together. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of truth, to, lot that. Of truth to that. And uh, my most precious times with my dear Anne mm-hmm. are the times that we pray together. Mm-hmm. I love to hear her pray. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how many worship leaders pray mm-hmm. with their wife. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's one of the best counsels and advice I could possibly give is pray together, laugh together. I love (laughs) to hear her laugh. Oh, that's good. And she can, and and she counsels. Right. 
Oh, what a counselor she is. Mm -hmm. She does everything for me. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can't see. I have right. macular degeneration until okay. she gets real close. And the yeah. closer she gets, the better I like it. <laughs> but uh, I, I can't see. And you tell her you have to stay close to me. Yeah. Well, not only that, but she serves my food for me mm -hmm. on a plate. Mm -hmm. And then she said... There's a lima beans, there's a sweet potatoes, there's a fried chicken, there's a, there's a avocado. I love avocado yeah. and fried chicken. Yeah. Boy, they go good together. Well, she goes them around in a circle so I can get them. Mm. And um, she does that. She tells me what to put on. She put on his shirt. Mm -hmm. That's quite a. That's quite a. <laughs> quite a shirt. But I, I, what you do with your wife mm -hmm. in communication mm -hmm. is the secret mm -hmm. to your effectiveness. So glad you could be with us today in our part one interview with Cliff Barrows, and I hope it's a reminder to all of us of the importance of memorizing the lyrics of the songs we sing, of memorizing scripture. Cliff was just an example of someone who had lived a full life and he just had so many memories and so many truths of the Word of God and songs and hymns of God in his mind, in his heart, and in his soul. So let that be a reminder to you as you go out this week to memorize the songs you're leading. It's a big deal. Um, we'll be able to carry better the presence of God as we have his truth and the power of these words hidden in our heart. We can't wait to see you next week. We're going to air part two on December 12th. If you've, you've not subscribed to our podcast, go to iTunes and do that now and uh, leave us some feedback. We love to hear from you from wherever you are listening from in the world. We'll see you next time.